What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It's my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you all so much for listening. This week, episode 58, in light of SummerSlam coming up this Sunday, we are talking WCW NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64. It's, uh, everybody knows it. It's, well, if you like wrestling games, you know it. If you're not a wrestling fan, you're probably not listening to this episode. This is going to be very wrestling-centric. Uh, I'm home. If you guys can't, I'm sure the intro probably sounds a little better than the last couple have. I mean, I'm, it's still not great, you know, because I know that this is a, a 4 out of 10 podcast at best. But the last couple of weeks, the intros have probably been like a 2 because I've been on the road. I'm, I'm back in my uh, in my house in Edmonton, Alberta. I got home literally three hours ago. I've been up since about 3 o'clock this morning. I flew back from Ottawa. Uh, so I'm very tired. <laughs> but, but before I go and just relax for the night, I had to get this episode done. Uh, thank you all so much, uh, for your, for your patience as far as the sound quality the last couple of weeks. Um, just to, I mean, I know I've explained it, but I, I, I gotta feel some time. So I'm, you know, I'm going to explain it again just quickly. Uh, when I'm here at home, I've got a couple of Shure 58 microphones that go into a cheaper uh, mixer that then goes into my Zoom H1, uh, to record my audio files. When I'm on the road, I can't bring all that shit with me. I literally just have my Zoom H1 and I talk into it. And so I don't know if the sound is balanced cause I don't, I'm not, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but, uh, hopefully this sounds a little bit better thank you all so much for for the patience the last couple weeks and not leaving me bad reviews and shitting all over the show and uh guys good to be home man it was a phenomenal three-week tour in ontario and i'm not like listen like i'm 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 fully aware of how privileged i am that this is uh, how i make my living now and i tell jokes and get to go on the road and see places but uh sometimes i wonder if i'm built to be a stand-up comedian because man i miss fucking home after about two days i miss my girlfriend and i miss my friends and i miss my oh, i miss my dog so much and i was so happy there's nothing better than coming home from a trip and seeing your dog for the first time in a few weeks like she my she's laying here at my feet right now uh my dog's name molly and she lost her fucking mind when i walked in the door so i'm flying high it's good to be home it's good to see my puppy and uh We'll get back to back to the back to the routine here now. So, a couple of quick thank yous, you guys. First and foremost, thank you to uh, everyone that's been listening to the show. We cracked ten thousand downloads last week. I posted about it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, there's my plugs. Follow us at Member the Game, just like Remember, but without the re at the front. Just at Member the Game on Twitter and Instagram. We follow back and then search for the show on the on, on Facebook. Uh, we cracked ten thousand downloads. It took us fifty seven episodes to get there, and uh, I didn't expect that ever and i like listen i'm not i'm fully aware that that's not like phenomenal numbers compared to the big shows but uh it's a big fucking deal to me so thank you all so much my goal is twenty five thousand by episode 100 so uh we're, we're on we're on track and uh I, i've used some of my patreon money uh on some advertising i'm thinking about going to the edmonton comic expo here in september and just giving away like business cards for the show um what my pal jason suggested that and just kind of try to get it out there so if you've got ideas i'm interested if you've ever tried to do something like that at an expo i'm interested to see like are they going to throw me in nerd jail if i do that um but anyway ten thousand downloads so thank you all so much and more specifically thank you well not more specifically but equally thankful uh equally thank thankfully uh i'm tired Thank you to all of you that supported us on Patreon. We cracked the $100 mark this month. Uh, a couple of people actually upped their bids at the last minute just to try to get us there, which uh, in specific to, to you guys, thank you all for doing that. Don't break yourselves for the show. Like, it's a hobby. You know, I don't need... It's not like I'm not going to eat if I don't... Uh, 
if if you guys don't support it. I just just uh, I thank you. Thank you all so much. We cracked hundred dollars, so I'm giving away the Sega Genesis Classic this month instead of the twenty five percent. Spending the whole thing on an extra Sega. Uh, I'll be shooting that uh, draw video here in the next day or two, and it should be up probably by early mid next week, if not before that. Um, as I record this, it's Tuesday evening, uh, the sixth. I have a show on the seventh. I've got a show out of town on the eighth, and then I leave for BC on the ninth, and I'm gone for the weekend again. So I'm gonna try to get the video uh, recorded before then and hopefully uploaded the Sega doesn't actually come out till September 19th so it doesn't you know it's not the end of the world if I don't get it up before then I just know everybody wants to see who won so I'm going to try to get it recorded okay and uh, speaking of Patreon I'll be doing everyone's shout outs next week on the show and uh, you'll be getting your first bonus episode this Monday upcoming August 12th Mark McHugh will be here we are talking Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch phenomenal RPG very vintage style so that'll be your first episode your second bonus episode will be going live October or August 26th and I'm not sure if I'm going to do another rambling Q&A one or if I'm going to talk about another more modern game i'm curious to know what you guys are more interested in i'm going to try to post a a poll on uh, on the patreon page and i'll put it on twitter and stuff as well uh let me know did you guys enjoy the rambling thing are you like adam shut the fuck up and just talk video games because if that's what you want then i'll just talk video games i'll do an extra episode of that every month um but your two bonus episodes are coming the draw will be up the next few days and you'll be getting your shout outs next week on the show uh so thank you all so so much for supporting the Patreon. And good luck to all of you in the Sega Genesis draw. I hope somebody cool wins it. And I'm glad that we're getting it out of the way early. I wanted to do it in August because it launches September 19th. And that way I already get I can get all the details out of the way, get your address. If you live in, in fucking the States or the Netherlands or Australia or one of those fucking weird not Canada places, uh, I can figure out how to get this thing to you and we're good and everything's good and la 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 la. Oh, it's good to be home, man. Um... I don't have much else to talk about other than what I've been playing. Uh, all I've really been playing is my Switch because I've been on the road. I haven't had access to my retro. That's another thing is like, I, again, I'm going back on the road right away, but it's so good. I, I'm so excited to have access to all my retro games again. Uh, I'm, uh, my Ninja Turtle review got bumped back. I'll be getting back to work on that here right away. Hopefully get that up in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm playing through Thousand Year Door. Uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door on my GameCube, uh, possibly is research for an upcoming episode, hint, hint. So I want to get back to that, and I want to get back to the Let's Plays. I've had a few people, I didn't think anyone cared. I, well, I know a couple of you cared, but uh, I've had a few people reach out and be like, hey, where are the Let's Plays? And uh, I'm going to get back to doing that soon, too. I think my nephew, <clears throat> well, my nephew will be staying in my house here uh, <clears throat> in the next couple of weeks. We're going to get an episode or two of the show done, and I'm going to try to do a Let's Play with him as well. I'm just trying to figure out how to make that work as far as the technology and the microphones and stuff, because as you're all well aware, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So can't wait to hop back into my retro games. Uh, but as far as what, I, oh yeah, and hopefully Nintendo drops us, it's it's August 6th as I record this, Nintendo should be telling us what our fucking August uh, Nintendo Online games are soon, and I can't wait to see what they fucking roll out. I'm telling you all, calling it, Mark, take my shot right now, Super Nintendo games are coming next month. Just in time for the re, the one uh, the renewal of everybody's Nintendo Online. But in the meantime, we're going to get stuck with one more month of fucking Nintendo games. Please give us the original Earthbound or Mother, whatever you want to call it, Nintendo. Uh, I, at this point, I just don't have faith that they're going to do anything good. I'm sure it's going to be something crappy. Uh, all I've been playing this week is uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That is all I've been playing uh, since I finished up Ultimate Alliance uh, a week and a half ago. I've been playing Ultimate or Fire Emblem Three Houses, and uh, and I fucking love it i love it it's uh it's it's my game of the year thus far i think uh i'm not even that far into it i got 
Okay, so I'm gonna go on. I'm not. I'm gonna. I don't think there's gonna be any spoilers in this, but I am gonna talk a little bit of Fire Emblem. So just if you're interested in that game, maybe skip the next two two and a half minutes. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm fucking adoring it. I've only ever played one other Fire Emblem game uh, to fruition, and that was Awakening. That was my first one, and a lot of people loved it. And I actually really really enjoyed it too. That was the first like tactical RPG I ever played, and I loved it. And it got me. Excuse me. It really got me into the genre. And uh, it has me wanting to to look up some more Fire Emblem games between that and now Three Houses. Um, it's a little overwhelming at first, this Three Houses is. There's a ton of like customization and getting to know all your students and your team and stuff like that. But uh, now that I'm, I'm like legitimately attached to like all the kids on my team, like I really want to see them all do well. And I know where they're all going to, you know, what, what goals they're all working toward as far as their character development and stuff like that. Um, it's very easy. I will warn you guys of that. If you're thinking about picking it up, I got about eight hours into my first playthrough on normal and then tapped out or no, I think it was about 13 hours anyway. Uh, and then I tapped out and decided to start over on hard before I got any further into the game because it was literally like my guys were taking no damage and just walking through enemies. And I was like, this is just too much or too, too soft. Uh, so now that it's on hard, I'm still finding it pretty easy to be honest with you. Apparently it gets a little harder later in the game. Uh, and they're dropping some free DLC later with like a heavier difficulty lunatic, I think, which is, that's what I'm talking about. Like fucking hurt my soul. That's what I want. But, uh, I adore it. The gameplay is great. The mechanics are cool. Getting to know your team and developing all your characters. Uh, if you've played a fire emblem before, this one is absolutely sick. If you've never played one, do a little bit of homework, maybe before you drop 80 plus bucks on it, because I don't think it's going to be everyone's cup of tea, but if you're into, tactical rpgs and that kind of stuff uh pick it up because it is i can't stop playing it i i like very rarely do i play a game on my switch until i run the battery down to zero and i've done that so many times with this game over the last week um it's it's fucking phenomenal i love it i know that two of the guys that are on the show all the time chris and mark McHugh, uh, are both playing it and loving it too so three great reviews go play it uh maybe we'll do an episode about it someday all right, good enough. That's ten minutes. I'll shut up. You guys aren't. You guys don't care about that. You guys care about uh, WCW NWO Revenge. So that's what we're talking about this week. This game, uh, we all know, uh, the Nintendo sixty four was the peak for wrestling games. You could talk about Here Comes the Pain and some of the later SmackDown games, but uh, the N sixty four was the wrestling console, right? And we all know it started with WCW World Tour, which was fine. It, it laid the groundwork. WCW NWO WCW NWO Revenge. I still, I prefer No Mercy, and I think most people do. Having said that, I think Revenge is the one most people know. Um, I mean, this was when WCW was at, like, the peak of its glory days, and it's hard at this point to even remember they had glory days, but they did. You know, you had the NWO, you had the Wolfpack, Raven's Flock, Goldberg, DDP was there, Bret Hart had shown up. It was like WCW was at its all-time high now, and this game was the fucking shit. I remember playing this game in Cold Lake, Alberta, where I grew up with my pal Sean and and some of my other friends up there, and we would play for fucking hours and hours. You're going to hear all about it on this week's episode. I adore this game. Um, Doesn't have the depth of some of the other ones, but it doesn't matter. It was fun to play. The roster was jacked. I figured SummerSlam is this Sunday. Stupid Goldberg. I hate him. He's going to be wrestling at SummerSlam this Sunday. So I can hashtag Goldberg on all my promos and get the podcast out there more and do, you know, the good promotioning thing because that's what good podcast hosts do. I'm joined this week by uh, my pal and fellow wrestling nerd, Brad. You may remember from NHL 94 Glory a few weeks ago here on the show. 
He's back, and uh, goddamn if we didn't have a good time reminiscing about WCW NWO Revenge. Normally, I would have already said cue the music, but the music is only a 40-second long clip because it's the generic entrance music that they had, so I'm saving it till right near the end so that I don't hit the music too fast and run through it all. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. WCW NWO Revenge originally released in North America for the Nintendo 64 on October 26th. 1998 it is 21 years old and i remember it as well as i did back like it feels like yesterday i was fucking playing it i adore this game you guys have listened to enough of my tired rambling i'm gonna shut up i'm gonna i'll wait i'm gonna save it and say it right at the end uh kick back relax enjoy this week's episode you guys wcw nwo revenge hit my music Right, this is. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this one, and I say that almost every week. But uh, anytime we talk wrestling on this show, I get excited because I fucking love pro wrestling, and I love these old wrestling games. And this one is one of the best. And I'm uh, joined by an old friend of mine slash enemy of mine, uh, Mr. Bradley Warren. Brad Warren, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. And we are talking WCW NWO Revenge yes. for the Nintendo 64. Yes. This, this is one you and I have been talking about doing for probably. Since I launched the fucking show, and yes. we just haven't been able to make the the schedules line up. One hundred percent. Now we have already covered No Mercy on here. You can go back in the archives and find WWF No Mercy. It's in like the twenties, I think, of the episodes. Um, I don't think any. Well, most people would agree that No Mercy is better than Revenge. Oh, of course. But I like. I mean, when you when you just look at Revenge, like. Be, because like the only reason people think that No Mercy and, and WrestleMania 2000 and stuff like that are better than Revenge is because they took the Revenge engine and and polished it more and added right. more, right? And it's WCW, right? Right, because WCW sucked. But when Revenge came out, we didn't have any of these future games to compare it to. Revenge was the fucking tits. Yes, like this game was awesome. And you're right that it's WCW. Yes, but like. At the time. This was when WCW, like, dude, I was doing a little bit of homework this morning getting ready for this podcast. Uh And I was like, dude, if, like, if ever there was, like, a fucking, uh, like, like a, a time stamp of when WCW wasn't bad. It's this. Yeah. Like, because, well, when you when you think about it too, is like we, you and I have discussed it. How many hours of wrestling did we watch on Monday nights when right. we finally when TSN finally right would air it? Actually, they would they wouldn't air it on because for a while there it was on Thursdays. I believe they watched. It would Nitro, be later in the week. Yeah, yeah Nitro yeah. would be on. But then when they went live and they did the back to backs, you you were watching six hours. No, because Raw was only two. Right, so, so it was five. like five hours yeah, of wrestling. Because then WCW went it, to three, and yeah, well, and yeah. It, it, yeah, and it's funny because like we all look back at WCW now and laugh and shit. Although, although I will say, when you look at the current WWE product, I'd like, rather watch Nitro. I miss WCW, yes, yeah, like, like which is really fucked up. Yes, but for the most part, people look back on WCW and laugh, and I get why because they were uh, uh, they were a monster that just completely fell apart. It seems in like seems like overnight that company just completely disintegrated. One hundred percent. But it, it, it's one of those things where you look back, like you said, with this game, especially in the roster, and yeah, everybody was there. You're right, though. It's it was a time period game that it was unbelievable, dude. It was like yes, like uh, like so. I was okay. So I was flipping through the roster because that's where I always start with these games. Yeah. Is the roster? Yeah. Now I was flipping through the roster of this game, 
And I was like, God damn it. Like if there was ever a time WCW had like a, like a holy shit roster, it was this fucking game. Yeah. Like just quickly, I just scribbled down a few names that are right. in this game just really quickly. Obviously you've got Hogan. Fuck. Greatest Hogan. ever. Of course he is. Yeah. yeah. But you have the giant, you have Kurt Henning, Eric Bischoff, which I think is hilarious. Cause I love it when managers are in games. Well, I that, that, that was the first, I believe it was the first game that had the managers come out. Yeah. You might too. be right. Yeah, because they used to escort them down to the ring and stuff. Exactly, yeah. and they would stand on the outside. And they wouldn't really do anything, but right, yeah, because like they were there. Yeah, because like because this game went up against Attitude for the WWF, which oh, is God. also covered in the archives oh, of God. our show here. And uh, and Attitude, like you could play, I think, as a few managers. Like I want to say you could play as Paul Bear, mm-hmm. and you could play as like Deborah and stuff. But they never came down to the ring with the wrestlers they managed. Whereas this one, like DDP came out with Kimberly, yeah, and Macho Man came out with uh, uh, Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, and you know, and Hogan had Bischoff, like, yeah, which is rad, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So just quickly, the Giant, Kurt Henning, which is Mister Perfect for you non wrestling. If you're a non wrestling fan, you're not listening to this. Yeah. Episode. Fuck you. Uh, Eric Bischoff, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, who for my money killed WCW, but yes. that's another point. The Macho Man, Randy Savage, Sting, Raven, Roddy Piper, Diamond Dallas Page, Goldberg, Bret Hart, Chris Benoit, uh, Booker T, Disco Inferno, which I threw in there yeah, just for you. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, okay. Jim Neidhart. We don't need to get into that either. No. Uh, Jim Neidhart, the British Bulldog, La Parca. I love fucking yes. La Parca. Uh, and then, like, even the screen, literally, there's a screen of just the cruiserweight division. And just looking at the cruiserweight division. There's 60 division, guys. Yeah, yeah. There's 60. Like, when you look at, the, like, this is just the single list of cruiserweight wrestlers. This is just a few of them. Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio Jr., the Ultimo Dragon, Chavo Guerrero. Right. Like, what a fucking roster. <laughs> yeah. And the beauty, so the beauty good. of the game, too, was, I was, again, I was doing the same thing you were, just kind of doing a quick review, and I found a guy that was reviewing it online. And they broke it down into stables. Mm-hmm. So it was so easy to find, like, Raven's Flock. Which and, was rad, too. Yeah, because, you know what, it was just very easy to find Yeah, so, the guy you wanted to be. Yeah, so many wrestling games, like all the WWE ones now and everything, which I get, because, like, stable, like, I don't know if there was ever a more predominant time in wrestling for stables. Factions this, were the greatest thing ever. This era of WCW. Well, it made everything make NWO, sense. Yeah, right? Because yeah, you did. had groups, and then the groups hated each other. It was exactly. the most easiest storyline you could tell. It was gang warfare, right? Yes. But, like, there was never a WWE game. I don't... Th- I mean, I know there wasn't, like... Like, th- like you're, like, literally, the character select screen in this game is like there's they call it nwo white which i always hated i was like it's nwo hollywood like just follow right. or black and white well that whatever. came i think that came later right when they called it hollywood and then there yeah, was yeah i think wolf pack right. and but they don't call it wolf pack either it's nwo white and nwo red right which I always like it's a very minor thing but yeah. i was like that's not what they fucking are well, that's that would have been like calling see, it d faction x this is a, yeah you know, this is our wrestling nerdisms well that's what this podcast is all about yes but like but any other wrestling game it's literally it's either like a scrolling list of just all the wrestlers or it's like a screen of nine and then the screen two of nine screen three of nine like nine wrestlers nine wrestlers nine wrestlers this one like you go to the nwo white excuse me and there's like uh, there's like 10 people right there's like hogan bischoff buff bagwell i love buff bagwell scott steiner like just the nwo yeah then you pan over and it's nwo red it literally is five wrestlers yeah well it it was probably 20 because the nwo was half the roster right right, but yes yes. then it's a list of five then you screen over and it's raven's flock right who who wasn't even nearly as predominant of of faction as the two nwos yeah they never won but they were they were on tv and you knew who they were and they put them in the game which is kidman like oh billy kidman was very underrated uh and then you scroll over and there's like three lists of wcw guys and it's cool because it starts out with the main eventers yeah and then it's like mid carters and then kind of the jobbers and then there's the cruiserweight division who's also just wcw right and then it's like 
the made up fucking guys. Aki Man. Yeah, Aki Man. Well, you got to remember Aki Man. And fucking uh, Dr. Frank or whatever the fuck you like Frankenstein. Well, I believe they, they said, I don't, I didn't look into it more. I wish I would have, to be quite honest. But there was, there was a time when they had uh, those guys that they made like Aki Man. Obviously, Aki Man was for the creators of the game. Yeah. Uh, for the company. But um, a lot of the other wrestlers, I believe, were based on guys in Japan. Yeah, I believe just, that. Because yeah, they, they all look the like it, so. Yeah, they look yeah. like some of these Japanese guys. Yeah, and We yeah. had no idea who they were, but it, it, it was just, it was such an amazing roster of wrestlers. I don't remember, though. I don't know if you looked it up. Where was Goldberg listed? Was, he was he was on that first, uh, he's like in the first like three or four of the WCW. Because he was such um, a predominant guy in that game. Yeah. Because the spear. I Yeah, I literally, I, I looked it up because I was looking at it this morning. And on the first screen of WCW wrestlers, I think it goes Roddy Piper, DDP, Goldberg, Bret Hart. Wow. That's like so, the first but look, what, look at the guys you just named. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Like, that's like, four. As a wrestling as fan. As much as I hate Goldberg and Bret Hart, that's four, <laughs> hall, like, that's four Hall of Famers right there. Exactly. Right? Like it's, oh, the, only, the only notable... Uh, exclusion to this game, in my opinion, is 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 the obvious one is Ric Flair. Yeah, because and that he was, got fired. Yeah, that's when he was fighting with WCW. Yeah, but it well, sucks. It was, like, yeah. I, like, how did they not put in like a fucking generic character that is clearly Ric Flair? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Especially in the that last page of Aki right. Man and like when you go and I mean again like and this is what I, I was trying not to do, but we're not gonna have any choice but to compare this game to future wrestling games, and it's not really fair to Revenge because games that are like. Revenge had to focus on getting the, the 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 mechanics and stuff down. Other games took their basic footprint and then improved it. But like in future game, like like I'm just trying to think of an example. Like when the Hardy Boys weren't in WWE, right? You there were obvious like everything the Hardy Boys did was in Create a Wrestler. It was yes. so easy to the make pants, the Hardy Boys, the hair, right? The like wristband, you can make CM shit. Punk in 20 minutes in a yes. WWE game if yes. you want to, 100%. but they can't put him in the game. No. And so like I get that there wasn't a Create a Wrestler in this. But I'm really shocked that in all those generic wrestlers, they didn't just put a guy in there with all Ric Flair's moves. Yeah, and a glittery... Like, just make a generic... Because, like, Ric Flair is... My, and I fucking... Don't get me wrong. I love Ric Flair. As do most wrestling fans. Yeah, but, like, Ric Flair is not the most... Like, he's a pretty generic-looking wrestler. Yes. He's a white guy with a... Blonde By hair. wrestling standards, an average body. In just, right. In just plain red trunks with blonde hair. It yeah. would be so easy to put him in that game. <laughs> yeah. When like, you just, think about it deep down, it, it could have been... He could have been that creator wrestler, like the first guy on the screen. Right. The yeah. one you haven't touched yet. Yeah, yeah. That's, is, that's generally so, what he is. But I mean, at that point, like, we're just nitpicking. Like, I know they were fighting. They probably were afraid if they put something like that in. Well, they probably weren't afraid of getting sued. <laughs> Knowing how WCW worked, Eric Bischoff was probably like, he is not anywhere near this. Well, I believe game. that was the reason why. I think that was at the time when he uh, missed the flight. Yeah. He was, he was supposed to go. He was going fighting. to watch his son. His son uh, wrestle and yeah. blah 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 him and eric just hated so, each other so so rick isn't in it but everybody else is the lineup is great i love the fact that you can pick from stable to stable like you said that they actually put that in there is really cool yeah and i love i fucking love the fact that you could edit the wrestlers in this game and you couldn't go in and create a new wrestler but you could edit any wrestler's outfit as yes. much as you want yeah and I, so you, I, you you got four outfits per yeah. guy but then you could also change the outfits yeah. and make Chris Jericho, a part of NWO right. Red, like you throw a T-shirt, and, and on that him. was the big thing. Is like, yeah, because like, I mean, you could if you wanted to, you could put like, you could put fucking Goldberg in Bret Hart's trunks if you wanted to, right? But right. like, that was stupid. But basically, yes. like, I know I would play with my friends, and one of us would be the NWO Wolfpack, and one of us would be NWO Black and White, mm -hmm. and we would draft a roster. 
Oh. And then you, we both go through. We go through the game and, and make one of their outfits all NWO shirts. This is exactly the point again of this podcast and of gaming is what you just said, where you and your buddies would do drafts. Mm-hmm. Like the the details that we used to do as kids is was phenomenal. Yeah. You would sit there and just come up with ways to make the games better by just saying, "Okay, I'm drafting this guy. You get this guy, whatever." And then yeah. you, and then you would just. You like I had guys. We would keep stats if we wanted to on certain games. We did, too. yeah, yeah, like man. You, we we had like a book, and we like had win loss records for everyone in their fucking roster, and we kept track of all the titles and who had title belts and all yeah. that kind of shit. Well, and, so we, because well, the the modes weren't in there yet. Like no, know, the, the the thought process for the games was just more about gameplay, who the characters are, and then this was the first game also too, which I loved was stages and intros were added into the game yeah guys yeah, were man. coming out like the the music wasn't there but it was a cartridge based game so you yeah. couldn't like listen do everything admittedly yeah because it, it i think there were literally like two generic theme songs yes and they would come out to one or the other yeah yeah and we used to we used to after about a day or two of playing that game non-stop the tv was fucking muted like, of course yeah because yeah. it was that generic Shitty guitar rock, which I've already played, and I will be playing again. Like, you, like, <laughs> like by the time I, I, I edit this, it. that I will be in wait. there. I yeah. can't wait to hear it. Um, but yeah, they were generic, and the thing is that that's again another thing that like I feel like we're throwing another game under the bus by pointing it out, or throwing revenge under the bus by being like, well, WrestleMania 2000 had the entrance themes, but it was like, but it had shitty entrance themes. Yeah, had those cartridge based, staticky, yeah. shitty. Yeah, and like the- you know, whereas this game, like, and like honestly, I don't know about yourself, but like. I, after a few weeks of playing a wrestling game, I, I fast forward through the entrances anyways. It's like, I've seen them. I've seen them a hundred times. Yes. Let's go. Like, and I, I also, I, I'm one of those play, uh, people that when I play video games now, if I don't need the sound, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm, I'm muting right. the TV. Like yeah, I, yeah. if I, if, if, if it's not part of the story, if I'm not playing a game that has any sort of where it needs sound, like yeah. to me, commentary is one of the worst things, even to this day. Oh, commentary in video games, and it's not it's, even necessarily their fault because they can't record. No, it's not three, live. Three trillion sound bites, like they right. can only put so many in, and after you've heard them once, you're like, all right, well, I'm done with this. It's one of those things where I think, uh, as a true fan of video games, if you told me in a sports game, like a wrestling game or anything like that, we've taken commentary out, no one's really gonna lose their minds. No, well, people will because it's the internet. But yes. anyone, well, nobody should fucking lose no, their No, because it's crap every time. But you're right. Yeah, the entrances are... And like, and I will say that like, it sucks that there's no music. And the, obviously, they walk like they're made of cardboard because it was, you know, 1998. But some of the entrances are fucking... Like, they got most of the entrances right. Yes. Like, they have their basic... Like, when Hogan... Dude, when, and I hate Hulk Hogan. You do? Yeah. Oh, don't you even fucking start with me, you <laughs> piece of shit. But when Hogan comes out, especially when he's the champ... Because oh, he's got the spray painted gold belt. Of course, he's got Bischoff beside him, pointing at him, and he's it's playing nostalgia. the air, and it's he's the playing the air guitar. They and nailed you're like, it. Yeah, it's not. It's it, it's not that the game, um, like like you said, it, it's lacking in the graphics and everything. But when you look back on it, you're like, a little bit when you're when you're watching these videos right. of this game. But if, if you just take the second and go back in time and go. It still kicks ass, dude. Like, I still think these games look good today. I love the like kind of retroy, cartoony look. Yes, look. Yes. I like that. I think it got polished from the first one because first one oh, was yeah. World Tour. World Tour. Wor- and World Tour was very polygony, yeah. like choppy. And, and and we played the shit at World Tour too. That's that's where it but, all started. Yeah. But when you got that second game, and they broke it down to factions and they yeah they added modes and like yeah, it, it was just great like like revenge is to World Tour what No Mercy is to WrestleMania 2000. It's just that nobody gives it that 
that credit, but it's right. so good. Like World Tour was fine, but there were no entrances. The matches literally started with them just standing in the ring, and there was no way to like all four sides of the ring were surrounded by like the, the gate, like to protect the fans. Like right. there was no entrance or anything. Right. Whereas like in Revenge, and that was dude. Tell me that wasn't one of the best parts of Revenge was fighting up the ramp. Oh. And like running up the ramp, and like you yeah. couldn't go backstage or anything. No, but you can but you get on fight the around stage. the ring, fight up the that ramp. high camera view, and it would pull it back, would pan out, and everybody was like, "This is perfect because you could see your your buddy was brawling with another guy yeah. in the ring. Yeah. You're running there, and all of a sudden your buddy's yelling, help me, help yeah, yeah. me!' And you gotta you gotta jet back to the and ring like, and get that pin. And that was new at the time. Like, and don't bring up attitude because attitude fucking sucked. All right, attitude sucked. Re- that, revenge, anything- like revenge. I told you the story of uh, not even revenge of Warzone. Yeah. Raw's War when I mistakenly, I can't remember this, the store. It was in West Edmonton Tomorrow's by the skating rink. Fuck yeah, that, that guy. old, that old yeah. dude. One of those. Okay, so like just quickly, every yes. every community has those fucking Game City still exists, and Game City's fucking garbage. Yes. So there's these fucking like retro gaming stores or video game stores that are in the malls that are like no name brand or whatever. Like they're not EB or anything. And I'm not defending EB games because they're fucked too. But uh, they charge like fucking two hundred dollars for a video game because I they couldn't, have to. I couldn't wait a week because I'm an idiot. And on the PlayStation, when Raw's War, I believe it was Raw, Raw's War by it was, Claim. It was Warzone. Warzone. Warzone, yeah. It was the first one, and I couldn't wait. It was the Attitude Era. I got it a week early, and I think I paid 120 from this <laughs> fucking asshole. And I, I knew deep down, to this day, an hour into playing that game, I knew I made a huge mistake. Yeah, it wasn't that good. It, it, was, it was awful. And I think people forget, like, you talk about WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. You're not getting there. Without revenge, no, of course tour. not. Yeah, of you're course not, not getting those world tour. That game. World tour, like world tour, might be the most important wrestling video game ever made because it was just That's fair. You know what I mean? And then obviously they all improved, but world tour was ground zero for these games. Well, right? and especially I'm not an N64 guy. I was always a Sega guy all the way through. Freak. Master System, Genesis. Oh, fuck you and your Nintendo. <laughs> but no, sitting there. And picking up that controller for one of the first times because I never played it. I right. never, I never, I never owned the N sixty four. But when that game came out, you learned. Yeah. And and I know we you've talked about it on your podcast. I fucking hate that controller. Me too. It's but like it did work well for those wrestling. Yes, games, it, did. It, yeah, did. it did. It did because once you figured it out, yeah. you weren't doing. You didn't have to do a lot. And I think that's what's lacking in the games out today. Is that as much as I hated that control system. It was so fluent. And like once you got once you learned it, it's like everything else. Once yeah. you learn it, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. But especially in those games, it was really simple. And like and like but like one of the things I like about those games is that like there's an obvious like, dude, if you're good and someone else isn't good, you're gonna and I mean it's like that in wrestling games today too, but like you're gonna fucking work them. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard to teach someone the basic controls. And then maybe you could play like a tag team match where you're on the same team so you can help them and stuff like that. Yeah, um, there was so much to it. Because again, I will give Nintendo this, the four controllers. You, you yeah. had the four ports. Four controllers you, was yeah. rad. You had everything built in right for it, right? Yeah, yeah. four controllers was rad. The wrestling up there, the fighting up the ramp, I fucking loved it. We would just wrestle up there for out, like just beat the shit out of each other. You on could the reach ramp. into the crowd and get weapons. And that was the other thing is you could reach into the crowd and pull out weapons. And the weapons, like one thing that vividly stands out to me about the weapons is they were so bright. Like, yes. remember that, like, I think of the stop yes. sign. That stop yeah, yeah, sign yeah, was yeah. so bright. When you would and, reach over and you didn't get anything. And, like, yeah. the, be- the best, I think everybody has that memory where everybody starts in the ring. Yeah, yeah. 
and everybody would just fucking climb out right, of the ring and, get and, just, and just start get, and like, getting shit. And the best part, like, what was so cool to me about grabbing weapons was, like, it literally felt the exact same as when you're watching wrestling and a, and a wrestler goes under the ring. Yes. And, like, you know, so their opponent's down and out, and they lift up the ring apron and start digging, and, and you're you like, oh, what are they going to get? And that's how it felt, because you didn't know yeah. what you were going to get. No. You'd have your opponent knocked down. And that was one thing I, that I really love about this game is like it's arcadey, but at the same time it is very simulationy. And when you yes. get your opponent down, because remember they had the spirit meters. I think that's what it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when your spirit was down in like the dark blue, and it yeah, was like and nothing you're being there. Yeah, the middle. And then your other like, if I have, if you were an hour playing and you were kicking my ass, my spirit's down in like the dark blue. My guy takes forever to get up. He's fucked. Right. You're at like the bright orange, close yes. to having your special. Yes. That's when you like. You taunt a little bit yes, and you yes. saunter. That's See, when you go to the crowd and right look for when a weapon. You, right when you're saying this, I'm thinking of you. If we'll we'll roll reverse it, you're kicking my ass in your disco. You'd be disco dancing in that fucking, fucking right. Ring. I would. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be, be disco dancing, and then I'd be reaching into the crowd. Yeah, for a weapon. and we'd fight, and yeah, then yeah. we'd literally fight in the living room yeah. because we'd be kids, and I fuck <laughs> or I'd leave because I fucking hate. It was so fun, and then yes. yeah, so you'd pull a weapon out. The only problem with the weapons. Was that when you dropped it, it disappeared because they right. obviously didn't have the means to like leave them exactly. laying around yet. Exactly. And so like it sucked so hard when you'd be like, because sometimes you'd reach in two or three times and not get anything, and you'd be like, "Come on, come on!" And then you'd and you'd see the other guy getting up, and you're like, yeah. "Come on!" And then you finally get the stop sign, and then right as you turn around, he runs at you and, and kicks you in the head, and yes. you drop the yeah, stop yeah, sign, and it's gone. Oh, yeah. Fuck. No, there was so many because I think you got two, three shots with that weapon. I don't remember. Because I, I'm positive it would like disappear after a while. Because I don't think I you don't, could just totally I see, I beat thought, the shit I thought out you of the kept guy. it until you got hit because it was so. Like, because that was the one thing about the spirit meters is I love the concept of them and the momentum of the match. But like, and anyone that played this game fucking knows just out of nowhere and it would just be because they're trying to make the game fair right but just out of nowhere all of a sudden the guy who's in the dark dark blue and is basically out of it literally hits one reversal and yeah. suddenly he's flashing uh, yes, red yeah, and, and yeah, you get yeah. so angry because like, oh, it seems fuck. so fucking random yeah you're like fuck you you, you but, can't you can't do that yeah and it was also in the game too was the blood because I, oh yeah because remember you would hit the guy and he would take a step back yeah, yeah. and he'd touch his forehead. And that was the point of every game. We would make sure. You wanted all to of us, each other all, all, all of us were bleeding yeah. by the end of it. And you were covered. You were, you were just red. And it was so good. Yeah. And then like, and then as far as the actual wrestling itself, it obviously had that basic con or control setup that like that the, that the THQ engine is, is famous for. And like there's there's the punches, there's the hold the button, stronger punches, there's the light grapple, and then there's the hold the button, stronger grapple, yes. and then the different direct so easy to use. I'm not I I know that by no mercy you could reverse I think practically every move in the game. I don't know if you I don't think you could in revenge. I know you had to hit it at the right time. You had to hit L or R at the right still, time. It was still technical. It was very technical game in the sense of like when the match started. When you're grappling, yeah. you just had to be fast. And like, if I'm not mistaken, because the whole point of the game was to fill up your spirit meter, because yes. eventually it would flash, and then you get your special. Right. But like, and I'm not. Oh, I haven't played this game in fucking. It came out in '98. I probably haven't played it since it's since '99. So like since WrestleMania 2000 came out, I had no need to play this. Right. But um, uh, I I want to say that like if you kept doing the same move, it wouldn't fill your spirit up as fast. Like you had to rotate. Yeah. Moves once to fill once you up. started doing different moves and throwing yeah. guys off the ropes, your spirit meter would go up. And I it, do remember that. Yeah, but I think if you spam a move, then your spirit doesn't fill as fast. And I think if you went out of the ring and taunted, your spirit would go down. Like you had to be in the ring. Like a it's man. like a continuum. It was like they. It, it was kind of like real wrestling in yeah. the sense, like well, real wrestling. Uh, it was like wrestling where the more moves you did, 
the more momentum yeah, you gained. Yeah, yeah. But the moment you tried to slow down the match or just punch a guy nine times, there was no momentum. Your yeah. your your spirit meter wouldn't move. It was like, okay, fuck you. It's and like the game knew, but did it? We don't know. Yeah. And some of the taunts, like that was one of my favorite things about this game, were some of the taunts. Okay. Yeah. Like like Laparco would do his fucking dance with his wobbly knees and all that shit. Because I love oh, Laparco. And I remember we would it, just just sit there and i had buddies back then that were getting so baked and all he would do is knock a guy down and he would just dance and taunt yeah, yeah he would dance the and whole match la parka was the best and like yes. and and sting would bust out the like woo like you'd yeah. hear the woo and yeah. then my favorite taunt in the game by a thousand miles it's is gonna be horrible i know no it isn't it's fucking chris jericho and he raises his hands yeah, okay and yeah. then starts looking around then brings his hands down like what and then he takes his hands out in front of him and pushes back as, and starts walking backwards as if that's to be right. like okay okay that's right and i that's was right dude vintage wcw and Chris jericho did, was incredible did he not do the uh like not the not the hogan pose but he also did the oh he, yeah. yeah he, he did had the, a move it was yes. a move where he would literally stand on your chest yes and flex, that's right and that and was a flex yeah 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 yeah. because you would have the you'd have the different taunts and yeah, everything like, fuck, i just I thought it. of it too i saw on the list too of going back to who wasn't in the game rick flair but one again one of your shit favorites two of your shit favorites also norman smiley yeah and then also ernest, ernest the, the cat miller, miller yeah, i know who which you, is brutal who you love i love ernest the cat miller norman smiley i could take or leave i don't hate him well when he came in the football gear that right. was pretty good but Ernest the Cab Miller is a goddamn beauty uh, yeah, so. you and I will disagree on things <laughs> for the rest of our lives so yeah like it, it just okay so then alright so I think we've basically touched on the controls oh yeah the one other thing I wanted to touch on in the controls and this is actually a pretty big criticism of this game and this was a criticism of my game when it came out not just comparing it to other ones when you get your spirit meter to flashing red right then you you only have like 10 or 15 seconds to flick the joystick to to turn it into special because that was that was the finisher right you just had to hit the joystick when you grab the guy i think you had to yeah. grapple then you, you had hit to it. you had a strong grapple yeah and then hit the joystick right. or have them in certain places like like yeah. for buff bagwell you had to get him into the turnbuckle i don't know if anybody would use buff but that's i fine. would yeah you had to strong grapple in the corner and then you pull him out and do the blockbuster Yes. And then, like, for Bret Hart, I, I have to assume, I don't, I never played with Bret Hart because Bret Hart fucking sucks. But I think you had to have the guy down and then you went to his feet, did the strong grapple. To Kevin Nash liked Bret. Out. Yeah, Kevin Shawn Nash. Michaels liked Bret. Shawn Michaels Scott, is the greatest of all time. Scott Hall liked Bret. He. <sighs> fuck off. Everybody likes Bret. But the specials reason to According use. According to Bret. Yeah, according to Bret. It was the best match I ever had. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we won't get into this. Uh, if you want to know why I hate Bret Hart, message me on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame and I'll tell you. Uh, and it'll be a long story because he sucks. Anyway, specials, um, it, it would be so frustrating when you get to that flashing red point because then you had about 15 seconds, I think, to flick the joystick and switch it into special mode. And if you didn't do it, you drop back to neutral. And what would happen is you would get to flashing red, be ready to flip it into special. Yeah. And then if I was wrestling you and you were at flashing red, right. my only objective was to keep you down for the next 15 seconds. So yes. you didn't have a chance to flick your joystick and then you didn't get to use your special, which would be so infuriating when you'd be ready because to use it. Because at that point you think, well, it should just be yeah, yeah. easy. But then my other problem, and this is my biggest problem, specials are so easy to use. I love the fact that you have to have the momentum to use them. But a, a finisher never put a guy down in that game. Like, oh, you, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Like wrestling in like real life. Wrestling now. in real yeah, life, yes. yeah. But you would have like, because you get your special and it would last for like twenty or thirty seconds, and you could hit like, especially if you had a quick, like if you were using Goldberg, yeah. the fucking jackhammer took fifteen seconds to hit. Yeah, because he'd lock his head in, look around, yeah, throw yeah, the arm yeah, over, pick yeah, him up. Yeah. But like, uh, one of my go probably my go-to guy in this game was DDP. 
Really? Because I really love DDP. I've always liked DDP. Well, you do his yoga and, as well. Uh, and I do do his yoga as well. And the diamond cutter was like, boom. So if you were good with DDP, you could hit about four diamond cutters in that fucking 20 second window. That was, like, and I, boom, dude, not to cut up. you off, but that was, that was some of the funnest things to do is because you and I both know, uh, we both sat there and laughed and watched when DDP would hit that diamond cutter out of nowhere. And when you did it in the game in different spots... Which was awesome. Everybody would lose their vibe. Like, it didn't matter if the guy was getting hit, you were dying of laughter because DDP could hit that when... I'll never forget when he hit Billy Kidman, who jumped off the... Not from the corner, but he just jumped from the middle rope to... he, He jumps from the middle of the apron to the top rope... Jumped at him and DDP caught him in midair, the diamond cutter. nailed yeah. it, and like just when DDP would pull that move out, yeah. and he, you could do it in the game, you could do it like you could whip him into the corner, and then he put him up on the top rope and give yes. him the top rope yeah, diamond yeah, cutter. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But you could hit your you could hit your finisher three or four times, pin the guy, and he would still kick out it too. Like you that, had to beat him down and beat him down and beat him down. That was the one thing that I agree with you and I disagree with you because you know what. In the end, those matches ended up being longer, mm-hmm. which I think they I did. liked. Yeah, otherwise, if, if one finisher put a guy down, a match might have lasted three minutes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you you are right. In, in wrestling, you and I are nerds totally for wrestling. Yeah. If you hit your finisher, to me, that's it. Yeah, it, that should be it. Unless like, un- unless you're taker. Or, of course, you, you yeah. know, there's there's certain things in wrestling that... But that's, or, a, that's you, a minor criticism. Or though. Hogan. And the other thing that I forgot till I was researching this was you could steal your opponent's finisher. That's right. If you flicked it, I think you like had to hit a couple buttons at the same time or something. But at and the point you you're special, beating the fuck out of the guy, if he pulled that off, oh man. Dude, I insisted on beating people with their finisher. Like that's how you win a you're fucking such, match. You, you've always been this way. You're such a heel. <laughs> you you're have to beat you, them with you've their finisher. You've always been a heel. Do you know how satisfying it is to jackknife powerbomb Kevin Nash? Oh, fuck When him. you're Rey Mysterio. When you're Rey Mysterio, because yes. that was one of the other problems in it. Again, this is one of those things that we call a problem, but it didn't matter back then because no. we hadn't seen it otherwise. They had no version of like of of um, like a weight or physics or anything. Yeah. Anyone could pick up anyone and do like, like Rey again, Mysterio could back body drop the giant and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like it, it's one of those things that's small and you don't want to be that. Well, see, you can't pick yeah. the guy up and because at look time, at the size difference. It made it more fun to like pick a guy up and throw him around when you were Rey Mysterio, right? Because you like, know what? Because you were pissing the other guy off. Yeah, yeah. And we all know in your world. World, that's, that's what's all, that all about yeah, yeah that's all that matters so that was rad oh yeah do you remember too that you could you could cheat kick out of a, a pin if you flick the joystick no yeah when you were i'm positive it was in this game i know it was in a couple of them if you were pinned and you flick the joystick you'd kick out every time pretty much yeah yeah like it was fucking brutal i'm I, like if anyone's listening to this and i'm wrong please actually message me let me know i do for i know some it reason, was in, i remember that was in one of those games i know it was and i pause if it was revenge because we had like an unwritten rule that like you, you can't that's bullshit like you can't do it and like once you pinned a guy you'd be looking at your buddy's controller just to be like, don't you fuck around. Because <laughs> like, I don't need to... See, I can hear fucking the guy count. I don't need to and, fucking see and this. You, and, and the thing is, too, in those in those days, there was a distinct noise when you hit that joystick. That like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. clicking. You, cheat, you, you fucking... Cunt. Yeah, you prick. Because um, it, it was D-pad based, mostly. Yeah, you the joystick was taunting and special. Right. That was it. right. Yeah, yeah. I like that, too, the D-pad. I miss the D-pad. Everybody should miss the D-pad. Um, another thing I remember, which is really rad, is do you remember that certain wrestlers would start the match with a weapon? Like Laparca always started with a chair. Sting started with a bat. I think Raven, Raven started with something. He, I think he had the stop sign. Did he not? Yeah, he might have had a stop sign. There's only three or four of them, but they would start with a weapon, and I thought that was cool too. Because that was during the hardcore. Just fan service. Yeah, it was that little that that hardcore era of Raven and yeah. ECW and all those guys. So it was it was yeah no that was fun. I just you know looking back on it too the stages man. 
Dude, yes. And well, that's, that, yes. that was something that was the first time that was put into these games. And I'm going to say this off topic. WWE, if, I know you're not listening, but oh, hopefully yeah, one are. day they are. Uh, Halloween Havoc, do the stage, please. Dude, yes. The giant, okay. the giant balloon. The, that's on my notes to bring up. Like yes. it, it was, This was the first time we really got to see not just like a different ring apron or different colored ropes. They had like the full out, like Bash at the Beach. Was they had a, six. They had six yeah. different stages. Bash at the Beach was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc, where he came out behind the big pumpkin, was sweet. Starcade looked dope. Yes. It was Nitro, and Super it was the Brawl. good Nitro setup. Super Brawl one, I could take. It was very, yeah, it was very, very basic, generic. but it was, the, but it was WCW. And then I want to say sold out. Yes, was the sold out was had that little mini stage that they do at WWE house shows. It yeah, had yeah. that one, and they just kind of walked around that. Yeah, yeah. That piece the, that looked like but plywood. To me, it's it's the Nitro set, uh, Bash at the Beach, and yes. Halloween Havoc. Oh, Halloween Havoc to me is so, one of the most underrated things. I didn't realize it, but this game came out. Uh, according to the article I read about uh, when I was doing like the one article I read for homework before I started this podcast, uh, this game released like like the week after the Halloween Havoc match between Goldberg and DDP. Oh God, the and, one that cut off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Oops. think I'm not. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I think because Goldberg was at his prime in this game. He's on the cover and everything like that. Yes, because the story, not the story mode, but the mode to this game. Because watching a review again, doing my homework as well, it. It really, I, I don't know if you remember the entrance, like the the main screen when they did the video of like different moves and it was like the introduction to the game. And at the end, it's Sting and it's Hogan standing on the stage. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it built off the storyline from when Sting came back. And it's funny because in the game, I believe Sting is wearing the red. He is, yeah. He, yeah. But you can switch him to like the crow had, Sting. Uh, yeah, again. And you can go back to Surfer Sting. Well, you can make Hogan uh, Hollywood, or not uh, Hollywood, but red and yellow as well that's right yeah you had everybody do you remember not not to go to a different game but do you remember world tour you could play as nwo sting really remember the fake sting oh yes fake sting. i love fake sting yeah i just looked it up and yes it was october 25th 98 was goldberg page october 26 98 was the release of this game and it wasn't this the game that was voted uh or was it world tour that was voted uh fighting game of the year yeah i think it was this one yeah and but like and when you think about that Think about the era that this game this, came out this as is a the, fighting game because we're still talking about Mortal Kombat. We're still talking about games that were Street out Fighter, there. Yeah. Street Fighter, stuff like that. Those games were so prominent. Mm-hmm. But a wrestling but, game. Well, because, I mean, and then that's, a, you know what that is? That's the perfect storm of wrestling being as big as it has ever been. It was right in this, like, the two or three year window of this ever game. Ever will be. Ever will be. And these games were perfect. You know what I mean? And this was, like, people remember, like, this was when WCW, like, was fucking huge. You know? White hot. Like, I mean, honestly, like when I play that Halloween Havoc level with the pumpkin and the yeah, red, yeah. what I think of, honestly, one of the first matches I think of when I think of WCW is Goldberg DDP. Because really? I remember, I didn't watch the pay-per-view, but I do remember like legitimately like, is DDP going to be the guy that I, beats Goldberg? I think I did watch it scrambled because my TV, we used to have the scrambler. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. So I used to listen to pay-per-views and yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. I, I watched it, actually. We're not going to go on a wrestling rant. We're going to go back to the game in a second. But of I actually course. watched it on YouTube, I don't know, about a month ago. It was one of my suggested videos. Because WWE put so many of them up there. Of course. And it's it's really not that good of a match. But no, but... having said that... It was, it was a the, fight. It was the best match I could get out of Goldberg. And DDP's brought it up a million times. Everyone's brought it up. But when Goldberg puts DDP up for the jackhammer, and DDP dropped down behind him and hit the diamond cutter... Mm, yeah. And everyone was like, this is it. Because DDP was fucking white hot at yeah, one point. The moment he... Uh, the moment he uh he did the the diamond cutter to uh kevin nash yeah he was supposed to get the t-shirt yeah yeah. and he went in the crowd and the crowd was like wow 
Because I think at that point, there was still people that were like, okay, it's like everybody's in this. Like, really? DDP too? Yeah, and it was. It was and too when much. they finally, when he finally said no, you were kind of like, wait a minute. Like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, he's actually not, he's going against the grain. Yeah. Because everybody was in the NWO. Yeah. Everyone. Were. And like, I mean, literally, we would play that game and just put everyone into the two NWO factions. And like, it's funny when you look back on it, like, as as a kid watching it, we were like, this is so sick. This is mm-hmm. so cool. And then you watch it, you go, God damn it. They didn't, if they just would have not done that. Yeah, they fucked it up. And made it split almost yeah. even. Like you, again, we're ranting about something that can no, be no. a totally different no, thing. No, but you're right, though. They, it, they, they fucking, it's sad. It's kind of sad to look back on how they ruined it. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's the most basic thing. So it, I was going to wrap this up soon, but actually there's something else I wanted to talk about. And that is like the, probably my biggest criticism of Revenge. And this was actually a criticism of it even when it, before I played WrestleMania or No Mercy, uh, the, the career mode sucks. And that's the one thing Attitude did better than No Mercy. Because at least Attitude, or not No Mercy, pardon me, Revenge. Because at least WWF Attitude, for as shitty as it was, the career mode was you made a, because re- it had to create a wrestler, and you, so you either pick a wrestler or plays a create a wrestler. Okay. And then it had like a calendar, and it showed like house show, raw, pay-per-views, and you had to like climb the ranks to get shots at the different belts and stuff like that. And yeah. There's no real storylines, but at least you felt like you were on the road and doing it. Yeah. Whereas like the championship mode is like the, 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 and like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the meat and the, the heart of this game is the multiplayer playing right. with your friends. But the career mode was you literally just picked one of the titles. There was the world title, the US title, the TV title, the tag team titles, or the cruiserweight title. And you, uh, you just played like nine matches and then won so it was kind of like a king of the ring tournament, but it wasn't, it was, it was just, just it, was, basic. it was like, I mean, and that's what wrestling career modes used to be, right? It was just right. like a ladder. You fought through eight or nine guys and yes. you got a title. Yes. Fighting games were the same thing. Like I had Mortal Kombat two and you had to fight through everybody. That's all yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of boring. The only cool thing about it was that once you won the belt with somebody, when you would pick them to play in any mode, I think they had the belt. On. Yes. I believe um, you are correct. But I don't think you could put the belt on the line in a regular match. Like I think no. if you wanted to switch the belt on the game, you had to go back through the fucking career mode yes. and beat like nine more, beat, which was Yeah, stupid. and then get to the champion who you were right. and then beat him. Right. Because you in couldn't... my game, uh, Chris Jericho had all the belts. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the tag titles he had with DDP, but he had all the belts. I'm shocked it wasn't Disco. Well, he probably had a run. With the heavyweight title, but uh, I love this game. You know, like the the one you can tell, like looking back on it, this wasn't a one player game. No, it wasn't. This is this it was, is it did the job ish, but yeah, yeah. Like, um, and to even think about it, like I grew up as a kid, I was a I was a WWE guy. I remember vividly though the moment I saw anything WCW. Actually, it might have been NWA WCW. Yeah, was I? I don't know if you remember as a kid when we got TBS as a channel uh like uh from atlanta i remember when because two things wgn chicago got every bulls game obviously i'm a bulls fan now um always have been and then chicago white Sox. thank goodness frank thomas uh but and then with you're wearing a ray shirt shut up i know (laughs) Uh, but when it came to tbs i remember being i just vividly remember being about 10 11 years old if that at about 11 o'clock at night, I was still up. I don't know why. Parents didn't really care. But I remember watching a NWA, WCD. It would have been NWA. It was Steamboat and Flair. It was like nice. a late night. And I remember it because I, I remember seeing highlights of those matches now. But I remember uh, Steamboat and Green. 
because right. of those green, those lime green tights. Right. And I remember as a kid going, what wrestling is this? It was dark. It was dingy, but that's what they did. They turned yeah, the lights yeah. down low and yeah. they did it differently. And that was my first taste of WCW. But in those nineties, like, yes, like WCW was finally kicking it into gear, obviously with the Hogan turn. Yeah. Buddy. And it just made those game, that game so big yeah. and huge. Honestly, like my primary knowledge of, uh, WCW is playing this game. Like that was how I discovered WCW. Right. Yeah. Right. Was this game. Cause those early years of them taking all the roster of, uh, earthquake and Brutus beefcake, the booty man. Yeah. Yeah. Who I don't think was in this game actually. No, was he the booty wasn't. man. No, he wasn't. Oh, thank God. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess if you, if you ask, like, if you ask me in my opinion, like this is, this is, I mean, it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's the best wrestling video game ever because no. like the engine itself is improved, but it is, it's, it's unquestionably the best WCW video game ever. Yes. Cause there's a lot of bad ones, but this one world tour fine, but this is after, the best one. After, after Aki oh, lost like at THQ and them. Assault and, or backstage assault EA, and mayhem man. and as usual, fucking as you thunder. Know, you know how I feel about fucking EA. So, yeah, yeah. 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 But this game is awesome. I feel like this is, uh, this is my happiest memory of WCW, and I think this is as, as good of of like uh, I'm trying. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's like as good a screenshot or or a captured moment as there is of what WCW could be. Because there was a time when it was awesome, and this game summed it up perfectly. The yes. roster's sick. The game is fun. The stages and the sets or whatever you want to call them, like the arenas, look fucking tight. The it's so good. The roster was so good. Like they had such a great roster. It was a lot of guys. Like really that's, way, that's when you, when you think about it is like they filled three hours of TV, but they filled three hours of TV in the beginning when the, when the WCW NWO storyline was white hot, but you had the cruiserweights, you had everything. Yeah. So they filled that television. And when you played the game, playing as Rey Mysterio, flipping around the ring and like just doing what those guys did. It was so much fun. It and was a lot of fun. It, it, it's a benchmark. It's a benchmark game that led to the future of WWE games. I yeah. think today to uh, the the uh, later incarnations of No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 yeah. and all those games. Because without that game and THQ and those guys making it and yeah. Aki and those guys, you didn't have that basic game. And there's a part of me, and you and I have discussed this, where... I feel like they need to go that route again. I would love, like, I mean, everybody, you see so many people posting about it, but like everybody wants an AEW game in this exact style. Like everybody wants it. It's funny. Cause I haven't played these games. Like even up to no mercy. Like I haven't played, like uh, dude, if I combined these four games, like world tour revenge, WrestleMania 2000 and no mercy, I could speak another language. If I took that much time and put it into something else, like yeah. I played these games for fucking days. I haven't played any of them in, in, it has to be 15 plus years. Yeah. And as tempted as I am, I'm like, I'm, I want to just keep the memories where they are because yes. I'm worried that I would be like, it's just clunky and slow. I, 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 and that's the one thing I love about your podcast is cause there, there's times where you've had people on before and you've said that is like, I have such a good memory. Yeah, I'm good. If I plug this game in, it's going to ruin it. Yeah. But again, but again, that's, uh, it, it was for the time. It I'm just for reading the time and it was, it was great. I'm just reading right here. According to a 1999 article by IGN, Revenge was the best-selling wrestling game for the Nintendo 64, which I would believe. Yeah. Because by the time No Mercy and, and WrestleMania 2000 came out, as, as awesome as those games are, I think some people had moved on from the Nintendo 64. Like, PlayStation was around. And, right. And then and also, and, and like, wrestling was still hot. 
not like Monday Night Wars hot though. when you had t- what you had ten million people watching it on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, you, you had ten um, million people watching wrestling. And at the time, it was the top selling third party Nintendo game ever, which I believe it's got universal praise. The reviews are all over the like are, are positive across the board. Think about what you just said though, Nintendo. Yeah, third like third party game all time. Like that's at that's the ridiculous. Time. Yeah, at it's the time. nuts. Like it's it's amazing. This game's awesome. Uh, Brad, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you score WCW NWO Revenge? I I, I got to give it a 9.5, man. I just think it's it, it was so good in its time and the memories that you and I shared when I we, we worked together and the, the first time we kind of started talking about video games and such. And it just brings you back to a time where it was so much fun. And like you said, the roster, the stages... Uh, if it had Ric Flair and he was doing the strut in the ring, it, like you, you, I, I can't even think of him walking across that ring and then falling like his, his patented move. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have been the most amazing thing to add into that game. That's all it was missing. Yeah, I agree. And in, in regards to what you said about AEW, Cody Rhodes posted a photo of pretty much the box with yeah. young bucks and them on it. Yeah. You can tell that this was the game. I love at it. that point. It was. Yeah. And it's, some people say it still is. I'll give it a nine. I love it. I love all four of those wrestling games on Nintendo 64. Um, to, to, for my money, like they're my favorite Nintendo 64 games ever. Like I fucking adore. I, I adore them. Yeah, like, like I adore it, them. It, you, if I your buddy them. was having a house party or anything like that, or just having buddies over, this was one of the first games you plugged in and you just went. Yeah, just played. Uh, Warren, good job, buddy. Thank you so much for coming over. Thanks, talking man. WCW NWO Revenge with me. Hulk Hogan sucks and he's a racist piece of shit. Thanks for listening, he everybody. Is. Yes, he is. And uh, yeah, that's good. I'll end it right there. Just, I got my shot in. Good stuff. This sucks. Bret Hart sucks. that's going to do it for this week's episode you guys brad thank you so much for coming over and talking wcw nwo revenge with me you guys if you played these games growing up that was a fucking trip down memory lane right there this is like the main reason i want a nintendo 64 classic is for the wrestling games that i know won't even end up on it because of all the licensing issues and stuff and like thq if you're fucking listening to this i think it's thq that makes the wrestling games today Whoever it is that makes the wrestling games today, uh, quit fucking around. Just give us these. This is all we want. Give us a remake of this with the current roster. That's all we fucking want. Or better yet, AEW. Cody Rhodes has been teasing it. Let's get some fuck. Give us these games. They're so good. Uh, You guys, thank you so much for listening. Like I said off the top, thank you all so much for supporting the show. We cracked 10,000 downloads. I'm very humbled by that. Let's go for 100. Let's... Well, 25 is the next goal, and we're going to get there by episode 100. I'm sure of it. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Keep an eye out for the Sega Genesis giveaway draw video that's going to be going up. It is too late to get in on that draw, but it's not too late to support the show on Patreon, you guys. Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. Two bucks a month is going to get you a shout-out on the show, two bonus episodes, and an entry into our monthly prize draw. Your bonus episode this month, the first one, is coming out this Monday on the 12th. We are talking Octopath Traveler. So check out uh, the Patreon page, too. I'm going to try to get a poll up there. I want to see what you guys want for your other bonus episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame. We follow you back. Check us out on Facebook. And until uh, next time... I'm going to shut up and get out of here and go get some sleep. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you again uh, in a few days. Take it easy. Cheers.